What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Rehab Room, the space where we talk about all things life from the middle of the journey. I'm your host, Therese Johnson, and I am so glad that you've decided to join me today. If this is your first time here, I send you a special welcome, a special hello, and to all of my returning listeners, all of my established roommates, hey, y'all. I absolutely love what we're building here. And the fact that y'all keep showing up every other week, it does warm my heart. So thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, before we get started, I'd like to invite you to show the podcast some love by liking and sharing and leaving some feedback. 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 (laughs) Whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify or Anchor, It doesn't matter what streaming platform you're using. I just want you to show the podcast love. That really helps me out as we're building this thing together. Also, if you're following me on Instagram at the rehab room with an underscore at the end or on Facebook at my name, Therese Johnson, I would love it if you would just send me a DM to let me know what you think about what we're doing here so far. Now, I know we're only a few episodes in, but I really would love your feedback. So if you're already following me, shoot me a DM and let me know what you think about the show so far. And if you're not following me, what are you waiting on? Go on and follow me, okay? Okay. Now, let's get into our topic today. So we've been on a journey about the topic of process and journeying and navigating. And I opened up this season by sharing my truth about how I feel about process, which I'm very happy to report that me and process are getting along a little bit better these days. Now you might be wondering, sis, what changed? Because baby, in that episode, you really let us know how you felt and it didn't sound like you and process was going to be making any changes anytime soon well our last conversation about embracing process is what happened i have told myself countless times my process is my process and baby that thing that revelation that has gotten me through so that just goes to show you that what i said in the beginning about this being a twofold thing that this podcast is for you the listener but it's also for me i really mean that me talking about how important it is to embrace process has really changed my perception of it so me and process are getting along but this week i want us to talk about making a commitment because the first step is you have to keep it real about how you feel about your journey The second step is embracing the journey, but then we have to take the most critical step, which is making a commitment and making a real commitment to the journey. What's a real commitment? Well, we about to talk about it. All right, so there's this trend that I've been seeing on social media where people are talking about what their toxic traits are. And I typically don't like to say, you know, that I have toxic traits because I just feel like that they're speaking negativity over me and I don't really like that. But if I'm honest, I got toxic traits too. Everybody got them. And one of my toxic traits is related to our topic today. My toxic trait is expecting results without giving a full commitment. 
Now, this applies to several areas of my life. It applies to my health journey because I be expecting for that scale to move. I be expecting for these inches to fall without actually going to the gym consistently, without drinking my water consistently, and without making healthier food choices consistently. I'll be looking for results, but I don't be putting in no work and then I'll be disappointed. And that's toxic. Also, even in my financial journey, I call it a financial journey because I'm trying to establish better money habits, even in the, you know, what I call, what am I trying to say here? Even in the season that I'm in now, because you don't wait till until you become wealthy to then all of a sudden have good money management skills. You kind of got to start where you are. But I'm expecting to grow in my financial journey and become a better money manager. But I'm also not committing to saving on a regular basis. I'm going to just tell y'all the truth. Okay. I'm also not committing to budgeting and actually sticking to it on a consistent basis. And I don't always use positive language as it relates to my finances, but I'm expecting things to change and shift, but I ain't putting in the consistent work. Now I'm doing better, but I still got a ways to go. And really, I still have a way to commit. I need to commit more to budgeting and actually sticking to it, but I don't really like that. So I, I yeah, we're going to move on from that. Also, in my parenting, me as a parent, I am not as consistent with holding my kids accountable to certain boundaries that I put in place, but yet I'm expecting them to change into these responsible human beings. And I get upset when I don't see those changes. Now, how crazy do that sound? So, for example, and and let me be clear, I'm talking about small stuff. My kids are pretty decent humans, so they don't be crossing crazy boundaries like sneaking folks in and doing stuff like that. But let's let's talk about chores. So I'll tell my kids to clean their rooms. And to be honest, I'll tell them three, four times. And I'll tell them if I had to tell you one more time, I'll snatch your TV off the wall. But then I'll tell them one more time and I'll snatch your TV off the wall. But then I'm mad because I keep telling them the same thing over and over. But I'm the one not committing to a more strict level of discipline, but I'm expecting them to do better. How? They're not the problem. It's me. I'm the problem. I haven't committed to doing what I said I was going to do. And the truth of the matter is this. Nothing changes without a full commitment. It doesn't matter what the process is. If you don't commit not only to the journey, but to the work that it takes or the work that it's going to take for you to get from point A to point B, you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. And then you could possibly get what I call journey fatigue. And that means that you'll be on a journey for so long that you'll get tired of trying and just quit. And then what you'll do and what I've done is you'll soothe your ego by saying, well, at least I tried. But did you? But did you? And if you did, did you give it all you had? Did you really commit or did you just do a lot of talking? That's for you to think about. So what I want us to do is analyze what the word commitment means. And then you'll be able to determine if you really have committed. The definition of commitment is 
the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or an activity. It also means an agreement or pledge to do something in the future. Now, as I was studying this word, another definition that I found to be important to this conversation is the definition of the word commit. To commit means to carry into action deliberately. And so all both of those definitions is are basically saying that when you are committed to something, you approach it with purpose and intentionality. Commitment looks like making an intentional gym schedule every week instead of just thinking to yourself, oh, my plan is to work out three days a week. But you haven't picked out the three days. You haven't set aside the time for the three days. That's not full commitment. Commitment also looks like planning out your week to be able to fit in your job and your business, your job, your business, and your ministry assignment, instead of just living from day to day with no structure. If you don't have structure in place, that's not deliberate. That's not intentionality. That's not saying that you're looking at this thing from a a place of purpose. Commitment also looks like doing things on your journey, even when you don't feel like it. Now, that one, I can tell you that we're good at that. I can bet you that you're really good at it. We do a lot of things that we don't necessarily feel like doing. But if we're honest, most of those things relate to stuff we do for other people and not for ourselves. The other day, I started a conversation on my Instagram and my Facebook about which area do you struggle in more? Do you struggle with committing to things that directly benefit others or do you struggle more with committing to things that only or mostly benefit just you? The overall consensus was that we struggle more with committing to things that are just about us. And y'all, that's a problem. It is so unfair for everyone else to benefit from our greatness, our effort our drive, and our talents, except for us. We go so hard for other people. We go so hard doing things for everybody else, and we nail it. We are bomb at being mothers. We are amazing at being wives. We are great on our jobs. We are are fantastic in ministry. We show up as sisters and brothers, as friends, as co-workers, and in all of these other capacities. But when it comes to doing things just for us, we don't give that same energy. We don't have that same drive. We don't have that same level of commitment. And what I want to know is why? Why do we lack the ability to commit to things that only benefit us? Could it be that past disappointments and past failures are coming to rob you of future success? I mean, if you think about it, when you fail at something before, you don't necessarily want to try that thing again because nobody likes to feel failure. And I'll use myself as an example. So. I used to do, I used to have a blog. Now, whenever I tell this story, I always like to say that I launched this blog in a horrible season. 
I should not have launched this blog while I was being a sports mom, while I was in school, while I was doing catering, while I was being a wife, doing all these things. It was just the wrong time and the wrong season for me to do this. But I felt like I failed. And so with that constantly being in my mind, that almost kept me from exploring this new world of podcasting. Even though podcasting and blogging are two different things, I didn't want the potential of a failure. I didn't want the potential of being disappointed that nobody listened to my episode this week or nobody liked my stat about my episode this week or nobody shared it. And notice that I said potential disappointment because it hadn't happened yet. But because that was just a thought, it almost kept me from doing this. And if I'm honest, I sat on this idea for my podcast for over a year because of that, because I feared that feeling of failure. Could it be that fear in and of itself is keeping you from being fully committed to things that benefit you? Fear of letting your own self down. Fear of not having what it takes to see it all the way through, even though you have what it took to see other people's visions through and up and tasks that benefited other people, you fear that you don't have what it takes for your own self. And that is a lie. Because if you had it for them and if you had it for their project, how is it magically that now you don't have it for yourself? That's crazy. No. And what fear will do is it will keep you from taking that next step and it could be robbing you of future success. I'm going to always drive that point home. There could possibly be success waiting on you if you would just commit to it. Could it also be that self-doubt is keeping you from committing? That's tied into that fear. That, that question of, do I really have what it takes to pull this off? Ah, I might not have it. Do I really have the skill set it takes for me to be successful? Uh, no, you don't have it. Your, your inner bully comes to tell you all the time that you are great for them, but you are not good for you. And that has to stop. That has to stop. Or what if you are pulling from things that you really did commit to in the past but you weren't as successful as you wanted to be because let's face it, that's life. You're not going to always win. There are going to be some losses. There are ebbs and flows of life. There are ebbs and flows of process. That's why I'm driving home the point that we don't need to worry about the start and we don't have to rush to the finish. We got to navigate this middle part well, because if you don't get over self-doubt while you're in the middle, it's going to be real hard when you get to the finish line. Are you doubting that you have the ability to achieve your own next personal goal? Or, and this is one that I, that I really was leaning into earlier in my thought process, could it be that you lack the commitment that it takes for you to achieve your goals because you're so overcommitted to everything and everyone else? Now, I don't know if there's a term for this, but I'm going to call it commitment fatigue. And I'm using this because I heard somebody recently talk about something called decision fatigue. And that's a psychology term for when a person spends so much time making through making decisions throughout the day 
that after so long, eventually they run out of the gas that it takes to keep going and keep making good choices that they end up just making bad choices. So, for example, you've been at work all day having to make choices. You've been, uh, you know, talking to your friend. You're doing all these things. By the time you get home, your kid be like, Mama, I'm hungry. And you be like, eat whatever. Eat a sandwich, lick the wall, whatever. I, I don't care. You run out of the energy. I did say lick the wall. I'm nuts, y'all. <laughs> you run out of the energy that it takes to give a sound decision or make a sound decision. So as it relates to the topic of commitment, is it possible that you have used all of your commitment juice for everybody else and you haven't left anything in the tank for yourself? I can say that there have been times where I have felt so empty because I've given literally everything that I had into being a mom, into my school day, into being a wife, into sister conversations, into doing praise and worship, doing all these things. And at the end of the day, I'm the one left feeling empty with no energy or no effort or no uh, capacity to focus on my own commitment. There have been times where I have forced myself to go to the gym at the end of a really long day because I'm trying to stay committed. But when I got there, my workout sucked because I didn't have anything to give. And it's a hard moment when you realize that you have given all that you had to the world and you were the one left feeling empty with no one around to pour anything into your cup. And I'm going to take a breath right there because that gets a little emotional for me because I do have a lot of uh, I do wear a lot of hats. I do do a lot of things. And I have felt moments of feeling really empty and nobody was there to pour for me. And that can be heartbreaking. And so if that's you, I want you to know that I see you and that I understand. But we're going to shift this thing. We're going to do something a little different this time. We're not just going to be left feeling empty. We're going to pour something into our own cups. And so with that, being said, our rehab moment today is I want to share with you all a moment that I felt in felt this past summer as it relates to my catering business. I told y'all I'd be trying to do a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> I don't know why I be trying to do all this stuff. But the first business that I ever launched was my catering business. And I became an entrepreneur full time in 2019. And I had gotten a contract with a daycare, but then 2020 happened and that contract faded. And so I felt like I really didn't know how to pivot in my own business. So what I did, instead of pouring my commitment into my thing, I poured my full commitment into my husband's business. My husband decided in 2020 to launch his cleaning business. And because I'm that wife that's like, oh, you, you want to do a business? Let's get it cracking. I literally pushed and gave everything that I had to his dream. And one thing that he didn't know, and it's to no fault of his own. My husband's amazing. But what he didn't know is that by me giving all that I had to his business, that was me neglecting my own dream. And 
there was a point this past summer where I was really feeling low about that. Like I was really feeling some type of way to the point that it spilled over into my home. Y'all, I stopped cooking. And if y'all know me, y'all know that's not me. If it's one thing Therese Johnson going to do other than get a child, Therese going to cook. But I even stopped cooking. Uh, people would ask me to cater for them and I would respectfully decline. People that I love, I'd be like, nah, I can't do it. And I remember having a conversation. Hold on, I'm going to pause. I remember having a conversation with my pastor. And he asked me, yo, Reese, what's up with the J-Spot? Because that's, that's the name of my catering company. And I said, pastor, I got nothing. And, and that was me being my raw, true self to my pastor. I said, pastor, I have nothing. And he just he just nodded his head. He was like, OK, that's fine. It's cool. We'll come back around to it. And that was him letting me know, like, OK, it's fine for you to feel this way today. But at some point, I'm going to need you to come back around and get this thing cracking. And so I left that conversation. And for weeks, I still felt the same way. And then one day my cousin called and he started telling me about some things that were going on in his uh, food truck business. I encouraged him to kind of get into the catering and the food world. And he was, he's doing, I was going to say was, he is doing very well. And he called to encourage me with his story. And one of the things that he said during our conversation that broke that feeling in me was this. He said, I know that you help your husband with his business, but don't forget that you have a business to work too. You can't spend all of your time with him and have nothing left to give to your own dream. You have a responsibility to build your dream too. And y'all, when I tell you, I sat in that parking lot after that conversation and I cried like a baby because it was that week that I was really at my lowest. It was that week that I had just I had decided that the J spot is no more. That was a season. Maybe one day, 20 years from now, I'll get back to it. But it, it's over for me. I literally felt like it was over for me. I felt like I traded my dream for my husband's dream and that there was no going back. But after that conversation, y'all, my dream came back alive to me. And it was that day that I made an inner commitment to myself to never get that low again. It was that day that I remembered my dreams matter. My goals matter. My process, they all matter. But nothing will happen unless I go all in. And you see, going all in takes steps and planning and all that good stuff. But you also have to make a decision in advance. You can't wait till it's go time to be ready. You got to decide beforehand. I'm going and there's nothing that's going to stop me. And so I'm here to tell you that, baby, when the day comes and it's time for me to take the J spot to the next level, I'm going. I'm OK with the pace that I'm in now and just doing it kind of at my leisure because that keeps the fire kindling. It keeps it keeps me going. But I am going, y'all, when it's time, trust and believe I'm going to commit fully to becoming a restaurant owner. And I'll give you a little insight. 
it's probably going to be a twofold business. It might just be cookies and conversations, huh? It might just be having you a little pastry and coming to the back to get some therapy. I mean, you just never know. But the point of the matter is this. I lost my commitment to myself, but I regained it because I decided that what I want to do, it matters. So hopefully by now you are having a moment of inner reflection and inner evaluation about how you commit to the things that you benefit from or how you show up for yourself. What I want you to walk away from this conversation knowing is that you deserve to do things for you. You deserve to work on the things that you want to work on and the things that you need to work on. Your commitment to you matters. I want you to reach your goals and I want you to build your business and I want you to invest your time and your energy into you without feeling guilty because the truth of the matter is you deserve you too. What I mean by that is that what you are to everyone else, you deserve to be that for you. Or as my mentor would say, your dopeness is not just for everybody else, it's for you too. So I want you to say that. My dopeness is for me too. So with that said, I want you to make a promise to yourself that you're going to start committing to the things that you desire to do. If it's writing a book, I want you to start carving out time to make your outline. If you're wanting to branch off into the content creating world, I want you to just start posting. I mean, that's literally how I got here. I was just posting stuff on my social media, being my regular old self, not really thinking about it until one day, one of my Marriage Monday posts went viral and boom, I realized like, whoa, there's really something to this thing. I realized that my voice matters in the social media world and here I am. So if that's you, I want you to start making content. I want you to make this be a real thing and commit. If you're currently an employee, but you have a business idea or you work a job, but you also work a side business, I want you to give your business as much gas as you give that job. If you need for me to say it like this, go. That's your word of the day. If you're trying to start a business or if you're currently working on your business, I need you to go full speed. And I also want to throw this in since we're here. Let's stop half doing our health journeys, y'all. You and I owe it to ourselves to give it our all to becoming our most healthiest human. While I'm here, I also want to say this. Stop using a lack of commitment as a defense mechanism against low results. I'm going to say that again. Stop using your lack of commitment as a defense mechanism when you have or receive low results. What do I mean by that? Stop half committing. And then when you don't get the results you're looking for, you use this phrase. I mean... I wasn't doing that much no way, so it's okay. I, I wasn't expecting much. No, nope. that's a defense mechanism. You didn't try hard, so you don't expect anything. No, nah, 
let's switch up that mentality. How about we just try? <laughs> How about we just commit? We're going to commit to the process together and we're going to do the work together and we're going to get the results together. And as we bring this to a close, I want to give you an assignment. I want you to understand that learning to commit to yourself and your goals start with making one small but consistent commitment at a time. So what I want you to do between now and the next time we meet here in the rehab room which is two weeks from this day, which is Friday. Remember, we meet here every other Friday. I want you to commit to doing one thing that benefits you at least 15 minutes a day for three days a week. So pick one thing, do that one thing for 15 minutes and do that three times a week. Now, this can be something that is totally separate from any of your major goals, but I want this to be something that only you will benefit from. This can be as small as having a cup of coffee in the morning on your porch by yourself, unplugged from the world and your family, just you, your coffee, and the birds. This can be you taking a walk around the block by yourself after dinner. This can be reading 15 minutes in a personal development book. This can be 15 minutes of you meditating. Y'all, if you don't know about aromatherapy showers, I need you to get into it. I need you to understand that 15 minutes in the shower, in the dark, with some aromatherapy smells and some soaking music, that is medicine for the soul. I want you to commit to doing something that just benefits you and an aromatherapy shower. I mean, that could be your thing. I'm just saying it can be anything. But the point is, I want you to practice doing something small so that when it comes to you doing bigger things, you don't feel that that weight or that guilt. If you can commit to having one cup of coffee three times a week without feeling guilty, then you can graduate to spending three hours a week working on your business plan or creating content or maybe in the gym. Commitment is a muscle and you got to start somewhere and I'm encouraging you to start small so that you can build up to it. And the last thing I want to tell you is this. Stop using the excuse of I just don't have time because that's not why you ain't committed. And I'm just going to say it like that. You're you got time. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. You have time. I don't care how busy your life is. You have some time that you can spend just on you. And if you don't have the time, if you honestly can't spend 15 minutes a day for three times a week doing something for yourself, then I need you to reevaluate some things. I need you to reevaluate how you use your time and how you set boundaries. I need you to reevaluate what you spend your days doing. You may have to cut out working through your lunch break. You may have to cut out bringing your work home. You may need to get up 15 minutes earlier in the morning to have your quiet coffee time. Or you may need to put them kids in the bed 30 minutes earlier so you can sit and listen to your soaking music or have your aromatherapy shower. The point is, baby, you have time. And so your homework before we meet the next time is for you to find it and commit. Commit to doing something small for yourself, okay? That's the point. All right? Everybody good? Okay. 
that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode. I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope that you got something good out of it. If you did, please send me some feedback. Again, you can uh, send it to my DM on social media. You can find me on Instagram at the rehab room with an underscore at the end or on Facebook with my name, Therese Johnson. Also, if you have not already done so, make sure that you subscribe to this channel and also share the link with somebody. Y'all, send this to somebody you know to benefit from our conversation about commitment because you just never know how you could be helping somebody else grow, okay? That is all, and I will see you again soon in the rehab room. Bye, y'all.